Praise the Lord, everybody. My name is Elias Espinoza, and you're listening to Reconciliation Bible Studies, a new podcast focused on encouraging you and I to grow in our relationship with God and getting closer to Him and understanding the things of God, talking about the things of God, and uh, ultimately growing in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, this podcast is designed to be uh, almost mini Bible studies or Bible studies for you to listen wherever you're at, for you to listen to on your commute to school or to work, and hopefully be a blessing and edify you as you explore your personal relationship with God. Um, so we want to have Bible studies, talk about the things of God, and ultimately have an open conversation with you and I. Um, you know, feel free to answer or ask any questions. Feel free to send any questions or anything. Um, however, we're going to be talking today about what it means to have a relationship with God as opposed to having a religious obligation. Um, I'm, I'm the student leader of Cal State LA's Reconciled Campus Ministry, and we focus on looking at God through the lens of the Bible, through the lens that uh, He intended for you and I to look at. So we, we want to get our answers from the Word of God and see Him how, how He intends for you and I to see Him. Um, and, and again, look at things through the lens of the Bible as opposed to the lens of uh, a religious obligation. And, and some might hear that and ask, okay, well, what does that mean, right? Well, think about your own personal relationships. Think about your relationships with your friends, with your family members, with your significant other. Think about those relationships. And let's, let's pose this question. How do I get closer to, to each of these people? How do I get closer to my friends, my family, my significant other, or any other type of relationship? And it comes down to getting to know the person and spending time with that person, right? You have your classmates that you do group projects with, and, you know, maybe you, you text them about your group project all the time, and then come the end of the class, come the end of the term, uh, we're not talking again. And then we have our, our closest friends who we're always spending time with, who we're always texting or talking to. And, you know, they're your closest friends for a reason. You're spending time with them and, and you're getting to know them. Now, let's take those same principles and, and look at our relationship with Jesus Christ in a relationship. You know, it, some people see the Bible and think it's this giant rule book when, in fact, the Bible, are, the Bible is a series of love letters that Jesus designed for you and I to get to know Him. The Bible is a message of hope, a message of love, and we want to explore that. We want to get to know why Jesus died for us why he he wants us to be saved and you know we'll, we'll see how we can apply what the bible says to our own personal lives 
Uh, I'm going to be reading my Bible as we commence the, the first of these, what I hope is a series of Bible studies. And we're going to open up in the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. Um, and at this point in the gospel, Jesus is, is telling, is talking to his disciples about his death. And here we get a, a very interesting insight, very proper insight on the importance of walking with God daily. So we're going to read Luke chapter 9, verse 23. I'm going to read in the English Standard Version, but feel free to follow along in any version of the Bible you have. And it reads, And he said to all, If any would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Now I want to focus on the verbatim we get in the Bible in the book of Luke, where the word of God says, in the words of Christ, is a red letter. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself daily, or let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, when the Word of God says to take up your cross daily, it really is a day-to-day -day thing. It really is a day-by-day -day thing. You think about a faith, you think about any sort of religion, and some of the first things that come to mind are going to church on a Sunday, or going to a temple on a certain day, or going to a particular place of worship to almost fulfill an obligation. And I'll be the first to say, it's not how God intended our relationship with Him to be. And he wants to speak with you and see you and uh, be in your, or commune with you on Sunday just as much as he does on Monday. Just as much as he wants to on Tuesday, just as much as Wednesday and so on and so forth. Every single day, Jesus desires for you and I to commune with him, talk to him and get to know him. And in that fashion, let's look back at some relationship, some relationship principles, right? If, if I'm spending time with one person every day and talking to one person, whether I like it or not, I'm going to establish some sort of relationship with them. Um, I, the first thing that comes to mind are people you meet at work. I mean... There's people you meet in the workplace who you never would see yourself talk to, but because you, you're around them so often, you end up joking with them and enjoying spending time with them, and you're at work. At least that's the case for me. I mean, I've only ever worked service jobs, and I've had great co-workers, so God bless them. In that, in that same manner... Jesus Christ might be a stranger to someone who's exploring their faith or someone who 
is weak in their faith or, or even someone who is, is barely picking up uh, a faith in the Bible. And it, it begs the question, how do I get closer to Jesus? And why should I even get closer to Jesus? And when we think about those questions, uh, a passage like this in Luke shows us how we can get closer to Jesus, deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow him. But now we, we have to answer the other question, why? Right? I want to bring your attention to Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. And I'll, I'll be reading. The verse says, The Lord is not uh, slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Why do I need to repent? You may have heard of this this word repentance. What 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 does that mean? Um, according to Oxford's dictionary, it's remorse. It's you know feeling bad for something. And according to Strong's Greek Greek uh, dictionary, the original Greek, it shows us that it's a reversal or theirs. Another Greek lexicon says, it's a change of mind. Uh, it's a change of mind to repent. So, wh what do I need to repent for? Why should I repent? Um, why should I change my mind to follow, follow Jesus Christ if, if I don't know him? What, what did he do for me is a question some might ask. And... I'm, I'm going to bring our attention to two more verses that I want us to recognize. In Romans, we're going to be in the book of Romans for a little bit. And I'm going to start at chapter 3, verse 23. And this verse says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, King James, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. By nature, you and I, and and by no choice choice of our own, excuse me, by no choice of our own, we're designed as sinners. We're designed by nature to sin. Think about it like this. When a kid is getting in trouble and maybe on the playground at, at their school, they oftentimes play the blame game. Or you think about it as... Maybe as a kid, you didn't do your homework and you know you didn't do your homework and the teacher's ready to collect the homework and asks you, where's your homework? You begin ruffling and rummaging in your backpack, knowing you didn't do the homework, pretending to look for a homework you never did. And now, while these are, while these are, you know, lies, it begs the question again, who taught you how to lie? I'm personally not a great liar. So it kind of works out in my favor that I, I should avoid lying. But by nature, we're, we're sinners. That's just one example. And because of our nature of sin, Christ died on 
across for for you and I. I'm going to let's skip a, a couple chapters in Romans and we're going to go to Romans chapter 5 verse verses 6, 7 and 8. And the word of God says, for while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us. Notice this. God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's later to, revealed to us in another passage of Scripture that everyone has, again, here, everyone, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Another verse that comes to mind is First John. It says, um, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. However, in this same passage, uh, I, I actually want to go here. 1 John 1, 8, If we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, the next verse is good news for you and I. If we confess our sins, this is 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, we read that it's the will of God for every single person to reach repentance. It's the will of God for every single person to not perish. However, we have our choices to make. We have a choice to make every single day and end. We get choices, we're bombarded by choices in in any period of 24 hours. I mean, I could choose right now to go to my favorite fast food restaurant, Chick-fil-A, and grab some food that I'll, I probably won't even uh, remember eating, but just satisfy a craving. Or I have the choice to be at home record this podcast, record this video, and get in the Word of God and hopefully be a blessing. So here, we biblically have the opportunity to confess our sins. And the Bible declares that He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's a promise from God that He will forgive you. I want to tell you that anything that tells you that you're too far gone from God, anything that tells you that your past mistakes have made you unworthy of God, I want to tell you that that's a lie straight from the devil. It's a lie straight from the enemy. And God wants to reassure you that no matter your past, no matter your background, you have a future in God. You have a future walking in the light, walking in relationship with God. You have a future with Him and purpose in Him. Uh, a famous verse that a lot of people like to talk about is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 
I know the thoughts I have toward you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Again, we read in Second Peter 3 that Jesus Christ, God, doesn't want anyone to perish. In the Bible, it, it talks about hell being prepared for the devil and his angels. It wasn't fit for human consumption for you and I to go to hell. Or hell wasn't even intended for you and I. It was intended for the devil and his angels. But again, we have choices to make. And that includes a choice in spending time with God, following God, or, or not. And he will, he will not violate your will. You and I have the free will to choose whether or not to follow God. And again, the Bible is simply God's letters to you and I for us to understand what He wants for us. And what He wants for us is to spend eternity with us. I mean, when you read a passage like Romans 5, and it says, "Well, we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. Uh, but God but God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, he died for us. Jesus Christ died on a cross for you. I want you to personalize it. Some might have, you know, have this oversaturated thing about, oh yeah, Jesus died for me. But let, let's look at the history. Jesus died, Jesus, historically speaking, he was a man who died on a cross and probably the most horrific death in human history. He died on a cross, was buried, and he resurrected. That's historical fact. There's no denying that. I mean, scholars, and there's a scholar writing on that. There's witnesses on that. Th that's historical fact. But what drove this man to die a gruesome death and, and endure it? He was innocent. We read in, in the Bible that he was pretty much on trial. And he was falsely accused. And even though he was falsely accused, he says, you know, I, this, is my, this is my responsibility. Jesus didn't see it as an obligation. Jesus saw it as his responsibility to give you and I today a chance to spend time with him. A chance to get to know him for ourselves. I mean, I use that word obligation when we talk about religion. Religion will, and not, uh, praise God. People think, you know, uh, I'll bash on religion, but this is just, uh, this is just the case. I'm not bashing on religion, but this is the case, right? Uh, a lot of man-made religion will discriminate against people, will hurt people, exclude people. But again, it's not the will of God for you to be excluded from the promises of God. It's the will of God that every person comes to repentance. Because even in 
your worst mistake. God saw that. Jesus saw that. And even in your worst mistake, he says, I'm going to shed my blood for you because one day you can get to know me. I'm going to shed my blood for you and die a gruesome death. Be tortured so that way you can know how much I love you and how bad I desire you. There's a song that talks about being desperate for God. And a point a man of God made is we have to realize how desperate God is for us. Again, he, he loves you and I so much to give us our day-to-day our -day choices. He loves you and I so much that he doesn't intervene in, you know, pulling your arm for you to get closer to him. No, the Bible says that God is love. And if we were forced to love God, then the true nature of love itself couldn't be revealed, and that would make God a liar. How can He be love if the love we have for Him is forced? But that's not the case today. That's not the case with our just and perfect God. He came down, God Himself came down in the manner of of a, a body and in human form what the bible calls he robed himself in flesh god came down in a human form and he he was humble enough to go through the the time of being a baby he was humble enough to go through his adolescence to adulthood and he had uh what we call a ministry of three years or in other words he really was only uh, preaching and teaching for a, a percentage of his life. He wasn't going around doing, uh, you know, miracles in vain. He wasn't going around what the Jews or the Pharisees at the time called um, blaspheming. He, he wasn't doing that for his glory, no. He was doing that to for a bigger purpose and that bigger purpose lies in you and I taking a step in relationship with God I want to encourage you that if you've never explored a uh, faith in the Bible a faith in God if you've never explored it or maybe you have explored it and maybe someone left a bad taste in your mouth I'm here to reassure you, God's intentions for you and His motives for you are so pure. And maybe you have had a falling out, or maybe you haven't even considered walking with God. And He's drawing us today to get near to Him. And again, by, by our nature, by our human nature of, of being a sinner... God wants us to be renewed from that. He wants you and I to repent. It's the will of God for you and I to be born again. The Bible says, be born of the water, be born of the Spirit, baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in tongues. And these are Bible, uh, Bible studies we'll get into. 
but it's the will of God for you to experience everything he has set out for you. Again, he has purpose for you. His thoughts and intents toward you are pure. He, he wants to give you an expected end. And we'll read that verse in Jeremiah 29, 11 again, where it says, I, I know the plans I have for you, the plans of, of, of uh, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end, it says in the King James. Because of our human nature to sin, it might it, it it's almost hard to want to get closer to God. You know, it seems like you're disavowing everything you've built up. It seems like you're letting go of everything. But we read in that passage of Scripture in Luke 9, If any man comes after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow him. We deny ourselves what the Bible calls dying out to our flesh. We do that when we take a step toward God. It's, it's not in your best interest in your humanity. You might be confused. Why do I need to read my Bible? Why do I need to talk to God? Why do I need to pray? Why do I need to fast? Why do I need a relationship with God? It all comes with denying yourself, denying your wants, taking up your cross daily and following Him. Sure, you'll make mistakes. Sure, maybe there's going to be days where it seems like it's hard. But remember, the big picture is that God died for you because He wants to, He expands His grace toward us so that we can commune with Him freely the bible says that it we see his attention in in genesis when he makes man in the garden of eden some of you might feel alone college is a, a very lonely time you know for some you're just going to school and you don't really get to know anyone cal state la is a big commuter school so I knew I wanted to do that, but the Lord had different plans. And in this lonely time, the Bible says we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That's the type of relationship Jesus Christ wants with you. When men fail, when your closest friends fail, because we'll, we'll all fail, we'll all make mistakes. But Jesus is going to stick closer than a brother to you. In your walk with God, someone might ask, okay, doesn't if, if God wants me to deny himself, then does that mean I have to, um, you know, does that mean I have to, I guess the word would be, go, go crazy and off the deep end. And as we grow in God, it seems a little, uh, again, contrary to our nature. However, in, in this verse in Micah, I'm going to bring our attention to Micah 6, verse 8. He's talking to Israel here. The Lord is talking to Israel. And he's pretty much saying, hey, do I need, do you, do, uh, will I be pleased with thousands of rams or rivers of oil that's what he's saying in this passage but he concludes that with this 
He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? I'm here to encourage you. When you're walking, you take it step by step. When you're walking with God, sure, maybe you'll lose your balance and make a mistake. But again, God is a God of second chances. He's a God that gives us grace. The Bible says grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And I want us to be encouraged. And in the journey of taking steps, let's remember what we read in 2 Peter 3, 9. It's the will of God for everyone to come to repentance. And again, according to the Greek dictionary, repentance is a change of mind. It's a change of mind to live in sin. You, I'll be the first to admit, there, there are things we do in our lives that may not be pleasing to God. And that's what we'll, the Bible regards as sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when we change our mind, we're saying, you know what, God? I'm going to step away from this sin in my life. And I'm going to take a step toward you. So in closing, I want you and I to repent together. I'm not above repentance. I, I, God is not a respecter of persons. Or in other words, I don't get some sort of uh, excuse not to repent. So let's repent together. Let's, we'll pray a quick prayer of repentance as we close out this Bible study. So, without further ado, go ahead and find a place to pray. And we'll go ahead and talk to God and just repent. So, in, in Jesus' name, God, I thank you for giving me the opportunity today to repent, God. Give me the grace to empower me, God, to change my mind and to seek you. Lord, this journey might be long, God, but I know what you did for me on the cross was for my good. God, while I was still a sinner, you showed me your love by dying on the cross for me. So, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness, God, because your Bible says, the Bible says that when I confess you're faithful and just to forgive my sins, Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Lord, help me as I seek you, as I deny myself, take up my cross daily, and follow you. By your grace and your strength, Father, help me as I continue to seek you in my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. As we continue in this series of Bible studies, we'll continue talking and, and getting into growing in our relationship with God. But again, Micah 6, 8, we, we see it revealed to us that the Lord is concerned with you walking with Him. And remember, your walk is step by step. In the name of Jesus, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you.
Hello, and welcome to Reconciliation Bible Studies, a podcast made to help people grow in their relationship with God and be encouraged as we explore the things of the Bible and grow in our faith. Join us as we take the steps in getting us closer to God and continue to always know and get to know more and more about the Bible, more and more about God. Here on Reconciliation Bible Studies, we're going to be starting from ground zero. So whether you were born and raised in church or whether you have no church experience prior to this, we want to make these Bible studies in a way that's digestible for you to understand while being effective in helping both of us grow in our relationship with God. We ultimately are here to serve you. So if you're looking for an individual Bible study, feel free to reach out here on this podcast or to our Instagram at reconciled.cmi. Let the Lord guide you on this journey of a walk with God, a beautiful journey that is, and in growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as he will impart understanding and growth in your personal walk with him. So I'm looking forward to what the Lord has in store here for you tuning in. And I'm looking forward to getting into the word together. Thank you.